What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. Hi, I'm Michael Govier. That's Benjamin Chase. We are live. It's the Palazzo Podcast. Prospects Power Half Hour, the baseball show where we talk about Prospects Dynasty Baseball for a good half hour. Benjamin Chase, Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. That's how you connect with them. You should know the drill. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Great to have you here. You can join the live chat. You can ask any questions you want. We'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. I'm at MJ Govier on Twitter. And as I said, Palazzo Podcast, you can find the Discord link and the Patreon if you want to go even farther. We got football. We got baseball. We kind of try to do it all here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. Benjamin, how are you doing on this afternoon in the United States of America? Uh, busy. <laughs> but it's, but that's, hmm. that's life. You know, just lots of things going on. It's homecoming week here, and you know when you're a reporter and it's homecoming week here. Oh boy, it's gonna be a big one. Who's going? Uh, who's in town? Who's the big homecoming showdown against? Well, it's actually they're playing against a team from West River called Douglas, and they're actually they haven't won a game yet this year, which is kind of good because our local uh, football team has only won one football game this year, so they have a chance to win, which is nice. Um, That's always so. nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad they have a chance to win. But I want everyone to win. Team last night uh, went five sets with the number one team in the state and just barely lost 15-13 in the fifth set. So it was really an exciting thing to have in town. So that that was fun. Well, as long as you don't pull a Brett Favre and try to funnel $6 million worth of welfare funds to your daughter's college to build a brand new volleyball facility. That's not cool. So don't do that, Ben. Okay. Yeah, You know that, that I, I think that would be tough to pull off here in South Dakota. Somebody might notice. I'm just, you saying. think so? I mean, nobody noticed in Mississippi. So. Well, yeah, it is far though. I mean, that's true. Carte blanche. Probably he, assumed he had money, you know, they did. But and they, they might have a little trouble believing that a newspaper reporter in rural South Dakota has that kind of, coin I'm just saying. ah okay now i see what you're saying here now it makes sense yeah you're right i'm with you 1000 percent. all right plausible podcast live me and benjamin chase talking it up here chopping it up i thought we'd talk about the arizona fall league some more we kind of got to it last week we, sh- we talked about the rosters a bit i also thought we would talk about some of the players ben that you think should get a spotlight that maybe aren't getting it or might not get it but then by the time the whole thing's done might be some players that people will start talking about more and say, oh, wow, well, I hadn't heard of that guy. And what do you know? That guy had a great Arizona Fall League. He blew up AFL and totally dominated. He surprised everybody. So I'm curious because you always try to go beyond the prospect industrial complex, if you will, where people are just sometimes group thinking and we're not blaming anyone in particular here. We're just saying, and Ben has laid this out many times, that these lists, they start to just kind of coalesce together because 
One person saw what one person did, like, well, that guy knows what he's talking about, so I'm just going to do what he did. Next thing you know, a lot of the lists look the same. There are exceptions. I am not saying they all look the same. But Ben has always been very, very for doing your own research and finding the guys who get left out of the mix, who maybe deserve to be in the mix, but maybe they weren't at a specific camp or a showcase like Ben has talked about that maybe left them outside looking in. So that's why I want to do this, Ben, because you're always so good at revealing to us who we need to know about beyond the top studs. Well, and you know, one of the guys who I think this, the AFL is going to be extremely good for is one of those guys who was one of those studs just a couple years ago. And that's Heston Kirstead from Mm. uh, in the Orioles organization. And he's, he's had a rough go of it. I mean, the guy ended up with, with COVID with long haul and uh, had some issues after that, after he was drafted and really didn't get to play a lot until this year and really didn't even get a full year this year, which is why he's getting to play AFL ball. But once he really got on the field and it took him a little bit, getting his feet wet and getting going a little bit, he sh- he looked like the guy who was a top five pick. I mean, he really mm-hmm. looked like that guy once he got into it. And there just wasn't enough time in the season to truly get him promoted up the chain very far by that point. Um, gotcha. This could be that kind of a, hey, he's getting a chance to, to really – face some guys that are maybe double a quality. And in fact, I mean, in the case of someone like Joey Wentz, Joey's going down there to get some more innings in yeah, against live hitting and all that. I mean, a guy who's had some success at the major league level here to end the season. Absolutely has. I mean, you're going to have a chance to face some quality players and, you know, Kirsten could really get a, a good run to end the, end the, uh, to end this year for him going into next year. And I really think it could help reestablish his, I mean, you get talking about those lists, reestablish his value on those lists, but more than that, reestablish his, his position in Baltimore's future plans. And that's a big, big thing for, you know, I'm sure Baltimore right now is going, okay, we invested a top five pick in this guy. What do we got? Because, you know, that's, that's a big thing that I'm sure they're thinking about. He's the first Absolutely. one that really sticks out to me when I go through these lists and or go through these rosters and look at the guys that are getting their shot this year. And that he's one that really sticks out big time. Absolutely. He's got all the talent in the world and he's just been derailed a bit, but that doesn't mean it's over. And in fact, Arizona Fall League is a great opportunity for guys like Joey Wentz and Keston. Heston Kirstad. Heston Kirstad. Yeah. I got to work on that because I'm doing the Keston Hira thing. That's my fault. But let's give credit. These guys grind. They don't give up. And we always respect the process of being a minor leaguer, whether you're the fifth overall pick or you're a 33rd rounder. In fact, my friend Luke, uh, his brother was drafted by the Cubs in the 33rd round back in like 2010. <laughs> and he was a star at Central Michigan in the MAC. And oh, yeah. Yeah. He was really, really good. I played softball with him. Woo! Dude, he crushed the ball. But once he got there to the rookie complex league over there in Arizona, and he looked around, and he said, you know what? I mean, he played for a bit, and he tried. But he's kind of came to the conclusion, Ben, that, yeah, you know, I am just not as good as some of these guys. And I think I'm just going to go live my life peacefully. No regrets. You know, he, he did. He tried to make a few things happen, and you know, this guy—he was six foot. He wasn't as tall. He wasn't like six four. And he had—he was a first baseman. He played outfield too, but I think he had some first base, like power, and right fielder, corner outfield power type guy. But he—I guess—I uh, mean, he could have grinded his ass off, and who the hell knows what would have happened. But he was happy just to say, you know, I'm okay with this, and that's how it goes. And there's a lot of stories like that. And my friend Luke thought that. When I mentioned Arizona Fall League, I'm like, yeah, we're talking about Arizona Fall League on Palazzo today. And he's like, oh, yeah, my brother was in that. I was like, 
I don't think he was in it. No offense to your brother. I think you're thinking of like rookie complex leagues. There's a bunch of, yeah, yeah. there's always leagues in Arizona, like for rookies all the time. They're coming in there. People are injured. They're going down there. Even major leaguers go over there to start fresh and kind of get the ball rolling before they head out on rehab assignments. So uh, Luke, I love you, but that's not the Arizona fall league that (laughs) we're talking about here. And that's the other great part about this time of year. Um, All you're going to have all this attention as far as the big prospect guys from baseball America and MLB pop pipeline and everywhere else that are going to be heading down to the Arizona fall league. But at the same time, fall complex season is going on all over uh, or uh, like for all these teams that actually have their own complex down there, they're having their, their own complex season and of course right now that's getting wiped out in florida because of a you know a hurricane coming through oh yeah you know the twins just sent home their guys i know that i saw that tweet come out i'm sure the red sox share that facility i'm sure they sent their guys home yeah it's Um, on the west side fort myers yeah that makes sense i i don't know who you know how all the other teams are handling the hurricane but i'm sure a lot of them sent home their players because at this point you know fall instruct leagues you know you're only supposed to be there for a couple weeks and then you send guys home well if you're going to be waiting out a hurricane for a week of that you've lost really that half of that time it kind of so yeah but you know games start down in arizona here on monday Guys can go look at fall instructs for the Rangers, let's say, and see that really hot DSL guy for the Rangers that they haven't seen stateside yet, but he's going to get some extra at-bats at the Rangers complex so they can go watch a noon game in the Arizona Fall League and then go watch the Rangers complex for a while, catch that guy, and that's going to be the first time you're hearing about, oh, hey, this you know, guy, this outfielder for the Rangers is somebody you really need to start paying attention to. And folks, that's how we first really started to hear big words about Jackson Churio last year. So those are the type of things to pay attention to. When people come out of those fall instruct things, that's, you get a lot of those folks that go down to Arizona for Arizona Fall League and they see these instructs and they start to go, oh, holy crap. Like this guy over here in the instructs is as good as the people I'm seeing over here at, you know, Fall League. And those guys are supposed to be double-A ball players. And this guy over here is, like, a rookie league guy. We got something here. You know, pay attention to that name. And so that's the other fun part about this is paying attention to the guys who are down there covering it, too. You know, not just the players on the field, but sometimes the guys covering it have some extra things to tell you. So Flawless victory. Well, I don't know if it's a flawless victory, but yes, you know, I hope everybody maintains safety in Florida. We don't want anyone to die. 150 mile an hour winds. That's intense. No, it's, but the media, man, the media loves weather. I mean, they just live <laughs> off of weather. Hurricanes are serious. Of course they are, but the media just can't help themselves, Ben. It, I mean, it's just like, it is stupid what they will do to get in the middle of a stinking storm, you know? <laughs> It sure is. Oh man, I've never, I've never done that. I don't think I would do that. Although I do love. So this is the other part of me. I love intense weather. I mean, I love thunderstorms and I love tornadoes. I, I don't want to be in one necessarily, but I, I wonder how close I'd be willing to get to one in real time. I've never had a real close call. We've had a couple sirens in my life, but so that's about it. Uh, anyways, I want to go over the rosters quick. So I thought that I would fire up the rosters, and then you could also throw in some guys that you think. Oh, this guy could be a name to watch that maybe you aren't familiar with whatsoever. Because I want to give people a better sense of this, too. Some people don't always know, like, what's going on over there with the Arizona Fall League? How does it work? Well, you have six teams, and they all get pooled together like this. So here you go. We got the Desert Dogs of Glendale, the Solar Sox in Mesa, which is where I'll be staying for first pitch when Baseball HQs having their first pitch event November 3rd through 6th. Get your tickets now. Still available live at the Sheraton in Mesa. Also, the All-Star Game will be at the ballpark in Mesa, right next to where they play there. So last year, and I think I've said this before, there was nothing there. We stayed at the Mesa Sheraton. We had the first pitch Arizona. My first time going out there, Baseball HQ, all these awesome dudes, Ron Chandler, everybody, yada, yada, yada. 
but the stadium just sat empty for four days. It seemed like <laughs> just seemed like a missed opportunity. I don't I don't know how the schedule worked out that way. We had to drive to Surprise and other places like that to see other action. So, but even then, it's closer than if you would go to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Florida spring training. It's like you know, hey, let's go down to the very bottom of the panhandle and go watch one team and then hey let's go up to the little top you know the tip of the panhandle up to panama city beach and watch somebody and then you know it's like geez is this really the best way to put together a spring training <laughs> like yeah that's fair by the way panama city beach i can't believe you thought yeah boy bands come on, ben. Come on. <laughs> no backstreet boys in 2001 you uh, and by the way you alluded to a band were you really in a band cruising through I was I was in a worship band for in college, and our worship oh. band was selected to go down and be the one to lead worship at the Campus Crusade for Christ uh, folk, uh, spring break thing that they had that year. No so kidding. I got well, to sing, sing for that all week long. That's a different take on spring break for me. I bet that freely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very different than my, my spring break was very different than a lot of other people at Panama City Beach that week. Uh, that yeah. way. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Jasper's here. Jasper, so good to see you, man. I have not seen or heard from you in six weeks or so. Man. Yeah, it's been a bit. Good to see you, bud. I'm so happy you're here. Anthony's late. And that's good. I haven't seen you in a minute either, Anthony. I'm glad you're here. And I think Jasper's here to mourn his team. But you know that's a whole nother yeah. Thing. Well, that's already yeah. You know, you're the Twins are done, the White Sox are done, the Cleveland Guardians got it done in the AL Central. Kudos to them. It's impressive, and they're young. They're the youngest team in baseball. Is that true? That could be true. I think that was that, I, I saw that in a blur, but I think I got that right. So that I I wouldn't be. Yeah, I, I that would that's very feasible. Two weeks. Two weeks. There you go. Sound money just for you. Two weeks. When we get audio board requests, I mean, that's like that's like catnip for cats for me. I'm just going to do that immediately. <laughs> you know what to go right to my heart, sound money. I don't know who you are, sound money, but I like you. You've been showing up recently. Keep coming around. I like your style. <laughs> Anyways, as we look at these teams, oh, for the guy who hasn't been there for six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, two weeks. All right, sure, I see what you're doing. Jasper also says, been a minute, I watch every show. Just lucky to catch you guys live. That's great. Okay, I'm glad you're live here. Cool. And anybody else could jump in and talk in the live chat just like Jasper is. So, back to the teams. We have each team has five MLB teams mixed into it. You got the Javelinas of Peoria. We got the Salt River Rafters. And, of course, surprise, Saguaros, Saguaros. I don't sure. know what Saguaros. What does Saguaros mean? I don't know what that means. I, I would just, have to look that up. It's got to be a Spanish word, but I don't know. I know Spanish. I just haven't. I used to speak uh, fluent, but it goes away. You don't use it, you lose it, folks. Scottsdale Scorpions. Ooh, scary. And then, of course, up top we had the Glendale Desert Dogs and the Mesa Solar Sox. So uh, we take a look at Glendale here, and I'll just scroll and. Now, I'll give you guys a look at the roster. And if there's a name you see here, Ben, that you want to talk about, you just let me know because a lot of these guys are deep cuts for me that mm-hmm. I, I don't know a lot of these guys. I admit that freely. These There's a lot of youngsters that are involved. Of course, there's there's big-time players. We talked about Adam Hackenberg. There he is. Well, the, last week. the catching on this squad is really interesting. Oh, there's Quero. Yeah, and Jefferson Quero is definitely one. I'm really interested that they have Xavier Warren listed as a catcher. He played nothing but infield this year. He was drafted as a catcher for the Brewers, but he's converted to an infielder. So I don't know if that's just interesting that they pushed him to that position or or they're trying to maybe get him to be a super a super utility guy or what they're trying to do, but um, Xavier Warren is an interesting I, – I like his athleticism. I think he could be the type of guy that's a bench player. I don't know that he's ever going to be a starter. But the fact that he's list, been listed as a catcher I think would be really interesting as a super utility type player oh. if they're actually going to use him as a catcher. So I don't think I've played shortstop. Oh, yeah, I'll try to get you a jersey if I can. I'll sign it for you and everything. 
By the way, isn't Sal Freelick, isn't he a catching prospect for the Brewers? No, outfield. Oh, he's outfield. Okay. Yeah. Oh, never mind that. I was going to say, damn, Brewers. Good Lord. What the hell's going on over there? Man, that's impressive. I made a mistake there, guys. I was wrong. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Yeah, well, yeah, I made a mistake there. Oh, Tyler Black. I like Tyler Black. I think I got him in our uh, double deuce draft last year. And a Saguero is uh, a tree like cactus. So there we Ooh, go. Ooh, that's the cool. Machine, you know. The Google machine strikes again. Uh, there's the stud, of course, Noel V. Marte. Can't wait to see him in action. Do you yeah. think Marte could be the MVP of this whole thing? Um, I don't know about the whole thing, but I think for sure he's going to be the offensive focus on this team. Uh, I really like him there. And, yeah, the Christian mentions that the, Reese Hines is listed as an infield here. Um, he's been converted. He's been He's played nothing but outfield all year. And so I can't imagine he's going to play a minute of infield. So, um, Hmm. and, you know, Edward Julian is going to be a very interesting one to watch. He walk machine out of the twin system. I think the guy had something like almost a 500 OBP last year, and then he followed it up with a better than 401 this year. So he's definitely an interesting guy to watch. Canadian with the French name. Canadian with a French name. How cool is the that? French Ed- the French Edward. spelling of Edward. Cool. Also, uh, there's our buddy Austin Martin, too. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, maybe uh, we've talked about him before. But Matt McClain and Marte are up, are with the Reds organization in the same team. That's pretty exciting. I wonder if uh, will we see, like, double play combinations between the two of them. Could. Uh, I mean, McClain, to me, I've I've always thought he was probably a better fit at second base. Okay. So it would make some sense there. Marte has the arm to work at third. I could see him working some over to third base. So it, it'll be a it'll be a fun fun thing to see how they arrange that infield because there's definite options there. Hell yeah. Anthony says this is like the futures game, except it's season long. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's a good way to look at this. It's like two months of futures game. <laughs> And Sound Money says, Govier, you're thinking of Sal Fasano. Not that's that's what I did. You're that's right. The elite mustache of Sal Fasano. Maybe I was thinking of Sal Bando, too. <laughs> you know, he was a he was a catcher for the Brewers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. So that's that's I swear that's what it was. I just mix those up because I've read like way 80s. too many, yeah, way too many like baseball almanacs as a kid. Before the internet, folks, baseball almanacs, sports almanacs, they were oh my god. He used to soak those things up. I just read everything in there and memorize it. <laughs> it was the best. Uh, that's kind of what the internet is now. It's cool. The internet's cool. I'll say that. Uh, Andy Pages of the Dodgers. He's a big name, sure. And there's Terrell Tatum. Who did you mention him last time, or did someone else bring him up in the Discord? Because I've heard some talk about him. Yeah, I think there's been some discussion on him. He's interesting. Interesting athlete. I don't know what I think of him overall as a player, but definitely athletic. So, okay. Oh, I just clicked on the solar dogs. No, here we go. This is the Mesa solar dogs now. Uh, la la la. Uh, let's see the first. Oh, so there's Sandy Gaston. Oh, That's a uh, Chad's guy. The athletics are sending some big time pitching names um, that have really not had a chance to do much. Ryan Kusick was drafted by the Braves. He's a huge arm, um, but he was part of that Matt Olson trade. JT Ginn was, uh, he's, came over in a trade last off. He was in the Chris Bassett trade last off season from the Mets. Um, And he would have been about a, he would have been a first round pick had he not getting hurt. Um, And yeah, those, those two guys are going to be big time to watch down there. Um, Hell yeah. So also Bailey Horn, I'm voting that possible best. Also Holt Jones jr. Those are two great names. I'm looking for the best name overall. Those are two early leaders for me. Uh, yeah, so tons of pitchers. Big roster of pitchers. Catcher-wise, two. Suddenly there's two. We just had like five. Yeah. Now we've got two. I don't feel like someone else is going to play catcher two. Or I, I don't know. Every no. team has different strategies. I, ben, this is a question, Ben, by the way. You got all these organizations with multiple players on one team. Do they all talk? Do they have like a a, a group chat, like a Slack 
for the front offices of the five teams of each team or well, the, there, what, what gives there are slots um there are slots that i know there was a year that i talked with the talked with one of the guys with the braves and i asked about a certain guy going and he said yeah we can't send him and i said well why is that I said we got an outfield slot this year or, or we got we or we don't have an outfield slot this year and it was an outfield uh-huh. and i asked you know are you gonna send so and so yeah we don't have an outfield slot this year we're supposed to send a catcher and we're supposed to send two infielders and so we're we don't have a spot to send him oh well that's interesting to hear you know i so it sometimes there is some of that that goes on. Um, sometimes they'll have different different negotiation about who fits into what spot on the on the roster and you know maybe somebody's really got a guy injury wise things like that that they want to get there. Yeah. And so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it's always interesting to see who ends up showing up based on who you think should be there versus how they end up filling out the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at their infielders here, I mean, Mervis is my guy. I love him. He's he's oh yeah, he's that is your guy. Stud. I'm gonna give him uh, two because that's what Sound Money just said. Utah, there you go. Give me two. Okay, it's done. But then, uh, you know, one of the guys that I know that I believe Christian is a fan of, but uh, Tyler Herdman of. Uh, of the uh, Yankee system guy could crush a baseball. Now he misses a baseball an awful lot too. Harden. Yeah, there we go. He he could, when he actually gets a hold of one, the guy's got some raw power that is really fun to watch, but mm. he's going to be one to watch. Cause if he can get that consistent, make start to make some consistent contact. He's going to be fun to watch. Um, uh Oh, Mason Hour yeah. is one of my favorite on there. If you look Ooh. at him, he's really athletic. One of the youngest guys that'll be at that will be there. And just if you look at his stat line this year, he's one of those guys that I can't believe more people aren't talking about him numbers wise. He had a hell of a year uh, for in the Rays system, of course. You know which. If you're in the race system and you have a big stats here, you would think that more people would get to know him, but he just seems to kind of fly under the radar. Um, I don't know if there's just too many vowels to start the name, so people just <laughs> ignore him. I don't know, but um, Mason Hour is really a guy to get to know. Um, but yeah, then you got you know Jason Dominguez just you know because he's there. Dominguez um, and Brennan Davis, the names that just keep lingering that we still. I mean, and Davis is a, an Arizona boy, so he's coming home to play. So this could be a nice, comfortable situation for him to be relaxed and do some fun things. Anthony wants to know, will all these players get to the show? And he also asked, are all these players dynasty relevant? Uh, are, uh, I guess all of, not, not all of them? All, but here's something for you. I, I have an article coming out for the IBWAA tomorrow. Uh, oh, okay. Kind of a a quick little wrap up on the minor league season and a quick little preview of AFL. So, I mean, just little summary on both. But one of the things I note in there is that on the uh, <clears throat> of the MLB pipeline, all Fall Stars team that they did last for last year's AFL. They had 12 players on it, and out of those 12, eight made their major league debut this year. Wow. So there's, you know, the there's, and there were a number of, as I went through, I found a 2021 rosters thing. There's a lot of players other than those eight that made their major league debut out of the 2021 league. So get to know these players because these are the guys that are going to be coming up next year. You know, these are the guys that are going to start impacting Dynasty Baseball and just your single-year leagues, too. And I'm not talking guys that were there for, you know, that were superstars by any means. A lot of these guys, were they were popping up and they were, you know, a reliever that made a difference and started picking up holds. Or, you know, a guy who 
came up and he started for two weeks. You know, that's something you need to kind of know. Wow. Okay. I love it. I love all this stuff. This is Ben dropping knowledge. We are on our third team now. We're looking at the Peoria uh, Javelinas. That reminds me of Royal Tannenbaums. Where's my Javelina? Gene Hackman gets all pissed off because his Javelina has been taken down by, uh, oh, shit. I can't believe I'm spacing out. Pagoda. Pagoda is the, uh, like, house butler, driver, servant. I don't know. It's weird. He's just always there. And then he stabs Gene Hackman and says, don't ever, you know, bullshit me again. And then he says he won't. So, love that Tim movie. Tim to have one of those really sexy lefty curveballs. Even Ooh. though he's only, like, I think six foot is being generous. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's had so many injuries. It doesn't have anywhere near the same break. And he definitely doesn't have the same velocity he once did. But, yeah, I... Boy, if Kate could ever get a hold of anything, he might he might be a guy that could turn it a relief career in. But boy, is Jordan I, I Guerrero is he the oldest guy here? Jordan Guerrero, August first, ninety six. That's one he of the oldest be. birth dates I've seen so far. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting six dollars. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true! Six dollars. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a long pitching staff. Again, these rosters vary oh, in size. Oh, and Juan Thun is going to be coming back, and Lenny Torres both coming back from injury. Oh. And they're both guys who have in the past had very high expectations of them. So <clears throat> I think you're going to enjoy watching both of those players. Do you like Hartwig? Uh, Christian's pointing out Hartwig. Hartwig and and. Mike Vasile, both. I really like both of those guys as arms to watch. I think the Mets are sending a couple of guys to definitely keep an eye on. Hey, um, there's Dusty's son, Darren Baker, who was a draft pick last year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to be a guy that I think is an impact player, but he could be a utility guy. Yesel and Tuna, also from the Nationals, he was a guy who was really, really interesting for a number of years, and he has moved to the outfield I know they've got him listed as an infielder here, but he has moved to the outfield and is something somebody to watch. Um, the obvious guy here is Jackson Merrill. That was like there he is. You know that that's the one that everyone's going to be paying attention to. But yep, he'll get a lot of run. He's young. He's one of the younger guys. Yeah, he's high school um, draftee from last year. So I mean, he's going to be very young compared to most of the guys on these lists. Oh, we got John Ritter's son. Rest in peace, John Ritter. Luke Ritter. That's great. I'm so glad he made it. Uh, st- uh, that's total bullshit. I just made that up, folks. I have no <laughs> idea if that's true. Uh, Robert Hassel III. There he is. Freshly traded from yeah. the Padres. He's now a Washington's. Man, their farm system's looking better now after that trade alone. But Yeah. But uh, man, Oh, hey. Fun player. Wait a minute. Look who yeah. it is down here. Reed yeah. Brignac. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you want to, you know. Remember some guys. Go through the coaching staffs on these teams because there's, oh. there's it's like a whole list of remember some guys. Hell yeah, yeah. Wow, that may, almost re- some reason his name also reminded me of Rico Bronia. Man, Rico Bronia, what could have been? What could have been? All right, let's go over this. Sogaro, Saguaros, Sug- which is by the way, Ben, a cactus Christmas tree. <laughs> Did I get that right? Basically, a yeah, cactus like tree. So, yeah. Oh, that's lit up. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, you didn't say that. 
it's a tree like it's a tree like or a cactus like tree is what it said okay so uh who are some other guys here that maybe we should know about that we don't any of these names hit I, you i i liked Cruz before he was traded to the pirate system i he's an interesting arm to watch pirates are sending some really interesting arms in general um the uh, priester is a former like he was an elite high school pitcher i think like a 15th overall pick or right around there uh when they drafted him um and yeah woo is a guy who a lot of people like on that roster but um but if you go they also uh, you know kumar is on this roster so a lot of people are going to be watching him quinn priester Uh, quinn priester is the other yeah and then um they have by uh, Sikahema's a cousin, TJ Sikema. Yeah, That's a stretch, guys. That's a stretch. He's a, an interesting one in that he seems to have picked up a couple miles an hour this year. Um, he's not yet figured out how to command that. He can control it, but not command it. And so sometimes it gets hit a little bit hard, but he, from his first, you know, soirees through the pro ranks he's picked up a couple miles an hour this year and if he can do that as a lefty starter that gives him a shot to make it as to the majors as a starter Ooh, Um, okay there's a last year's studly pick first rounder henry davis of the pirates he's going to be playing in did i just see a braves player on this roster you did william which is weird because that's not the braves team yeah, this is the surprise Saguaros, and I don't know. This has to be a typo. Uh, William, do you know who William Woods is? Yeah, that's. I think he because you would know. It. He is. He's a very. William Woods is going to be a reliever that's going to be a stud reliever in that he can just pump out some high end gas, but he should. I thought. I think they're sending him. But he wasn't on their initial list, but he should be on the other team. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. He should be oh. on uh, Scottsdale, I believe. Right. So oh, there he is. Luis Angel. Luis yeah. Angel Acuna. This is the... Guys, you like Ronald Acuna. Forget that. This is the next guy, right, Ben? <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah, this is the speedy Acuna. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It really is. I, I, once, talked, I once talked to uh, Ronald's dad, and he you said did. that... Ronald was the hard worker because he's the oldest and had to go out and prove himself. Luis was the Luis Aniel is the speedy one. He's the natural, like gifted, speedy athlete. But Brian is the natural baseball player. Oh, that's right. We'll just see. Ah, <laughs> that's right. Okay. You know, that's a dad. Um, but Jacob Gonzalez on there is uh he, that is Luis Gonzalez's son. and Of the Diamondbacks and Tigers days? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And he was originally drafted by the Giants, really struggled there, went with the moved over to the Pirates this year, and ended up hitting 300. I mean, not a ton of power to his game. No speed to speak of at all. He's moved to first base and not a power profile. So it's kind of an odd profile as to what he would where his value would lie, but I mean, he hit 300, 377, 459. So, I mean, not nothing. So there's something, <laughs> I mean, but the problem is he's also a big, he's what, 24, 25 at this point. So, I mean, it took him a while to kind of find his groove hitting as a professional. So, but yeah. still you hit that well all year long. That's just, there's something to that too. So, did uh okay so let me get this right did Nick Gonzalez get hurt then come back or was he playing and then he got hurt and now he's back? Uh, he says, Nick Gonzalez is perpetually hurt and coming back and playing and getting hurt and it's oh. just kind of a cycle. It's it's kind of a Byron Buxton thing. Oh um, no, we don't want to hear that. On again, off again with the injury list and Nick Gonzalez. I think. Um, uh, anybody here in the outfield, real quick. The Phillies guys here are really talented and fun. Um, but, you know, and we talked about <laughs> Aaron Zavala before, but... Uh, yes, we have. 
but the the Phillies guys here are elite in what they do, but they're also really raw in what they do. So um, <laughs> Ortiz can hit the ball a country mile, but sometimes can you know air condition an entire stadium with his, the way he swings and misses. Um, Rojas can run like the wind, but he has you can't steal first. Um, you know, so there's you know they're fun guys as far as their skills are really, really impressive, but you know, they just kind of need to work on the whole package. So. Yeah. Chad says that Ortiz is in a make it or break it moment here. Yeah. And this blows my mind. I am still kicking myself says Anthony for taking Nick Senzel over Acuna and Soto in the first year player draft back in 2015 or 16. Ouch. Isn't that uh, crazy to think about that? Those guys were all kind of coming into the league at the same time. And you know, that's true. You're right. It wasn't like they were. Nick said that was a huge prospect, so I can't shit on Anthony for that. Uh, I just yeah. Nick, and Soto 20, Soto exploded. That 2016 Braves uh, low A team had like Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna in the lineup, and that's when like those guys really or Ronald Acuna really kind of came on the scene. Mm, and you yep. could have picked him up and nobody would have known who he was at that time. So, Well, this is your wheelhouse, Ben. This is the Scorpions roster of Scottsdale. It's got the Braves on it. There's a Will Bednar, first-round pick of the Giants yeah. last year. I'm interested to see him. I actually will be keeping an eye on him to see if we can see some growth. Uh, but then fill us in on the other guys that we need to know that maybe we don't. Whoa. Jack K is how I just refer to him because that's a long-arse name to say. Um is <laughs> he was long and lanky coming out of high school and everyone thought he'd fill out and he um really hasn't in the way that you would hope um he he's added some weight but it hasn't been in the way that you would kind of hope he's kind of paunched a little bit um but hasn't put that weight into his legs uh as much as you would like and so therefore he's kind of working with Really long arms, really long legs, and 89 miles an hour. Um, so it is really deceptive stuff, but you were kind of hoping he'd end up at 94, not 89, um, uh, with the way that he throws. Um, I don't know Aaron Perry, by the way, but he's 5'11". You look at this list. So I'm just rooting for Aaron Perry because all these guys are like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's 5'11", 175. You go, Aaron Perry. Make it happen. Thad Ward's, yeah, I mean, he's mentioned he was he was a stud for Boston and then got hurt, and so he's definitely one to watch. And you know, I'm trying to think, was Wizen Hunt a draft pick this year or was he two years ago? Uh, la 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 la. That's a good question. I just think of Ken Wizen Hunt when I see that name. Yeah, I know. I can't. I just can't stop thinking of Ken Wizen Hunt. So. Yeah, he was this year. I was going to say. So he was wow. just this year. So that's a, a guy getting drafted this year and going straight to the AFL. So that's a – and he has not yet allowed a run as a professional. Ooh. So that's kind of interesting that's to track. Very, that's very impressive. Chad says Wizard Hunt should be fun, as I believe he's the second-highest drafted first-year player draft guy to show up. Yeah, behind Kumar. So Of course, right. Yeah. Werner um, Blakely, exciting. Blake. Yeah, Blakely's a fun guy athletically to be there. Um, and then Cavadas, I don't know that a lot of people realize just how stinking good his year was. Um, there's some chat that he could be potentially hitting in the major league lineup this next year. Um, so like Ooh. that, that's a big, big push for a guy who was just drafted last year to accelerate himself all the way to a Boston Red Sox lineup. So he went from low A to high A to double A all this year with a yeah. combined 26 home runs. Wow. And, and he walks a ton. He does. And, I mean, yeah, he's not gonna. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I'm i I'm a big fan of, of what he can do at the plate. Let's just put it that way. But There's our guy. Yeah, the Justin Henry right is definitely Woo! a big fan of him. Yeah, I like him. Round of applause, Justin. You go get up, man. Make the most of this. Enjoy your time. Soak it up. And just make the most of it. And there's your guy you just talked about, Kierstad. 
Yeah. Uh, Luis Matos hanging around. He's. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see if how he bounces back after um, a rough year. Yeah, there you ah, go. There it is, Matui Asosopo. Wow, and there he is. Here, there's one. He has been in. I can't remember. I believe he is the Braves AAA manager. Ah, he has been managing in the Brave system, and there was a point where I believe that there was discussion he might kind of be groomed as a future big league manager, you know, because they have a 70 something year old manager currently. So, ah, I, I don't think I did the Salt River Rafters, I skipped over them. I, yeah, I think we missed them. This is the last one. Uh, Assault River Rafters. Uh, there's JB Bukaskis hanging around. Yep. He's old. Yeah, and same thing with him and Hagen Danner. Those are guys that are going to likely be relievers, but they're going to be interesting to watch. Um, coming off injury, and they have good stuff to watch off of coming off injury. Tink Hentz is you know had a big breakout year this year. Tink Hentz, what I a think- name. Tink is short for Marcavius. <laughs> so, oh, okay. I think it'll be interesting to see. Hence isn't going to get it for in AFL, but his next big thing he needs to do is he needs to build up innings because he hmm. really hasn't pitched deep into ball games yet. He's, Christian agrees yeah, with you. He's he's damned sexy to watch on the mound though. His stuff is just <laughs> ridiculous good. Um, but I was just thinking, uh, there's, and there's Joey. Hey, Joey. I don't know Matt Walker at all. And I'm a Tigers guy. So I don't even know who that is. Wow. Who is Matt Walker? Who are you? What's your story? I know Dylan Dingler. Yeah. He's, uh, he's not a diamondback. He is definitely not a diamondback <laughs> at all. What the hell? Come on guys. He's a former Ohio State Buckeye, which disappoints me, but I'm willing to forgive him if he makes the major leagues and does yeah. well. Dylan, just remember that. He's struggled on offense. Yeah. Jake I Rogers was, part two. I don't know. I, I loved him with his defensive versatility being picked. I thought he was a guy who he did a lot in college around the diamond, but could also play catcher. And so when he was drafted and they, you know, was going to focus on catcher, I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder how he'll do. Well, he's shown to be a pretty darn good catcher. Go Tigers. But it'll be, I don't know. He's got a hit. Matt Walker is a 13th round pick, by the way, uh, from 2019. And yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, he was at low A this year, moved up to high A, pitched about 53 combined innings. A uh, lot of walks. a fair Not a ton, but a fair amount that's somewhat of a red flag. Looks like a starter, but also pitched some relief. I don't know. Uh, nothing stands out. I don't know anything else about Matt Walker right now, so I'll just leave it there because I'll leave it to the pros, like you, as we look at the infield. Colt Keith, I know him. Yeah, he is... And that's going to be an interesting infield because you have uh, De Los Santos, who is, I think somebody else has made the comment, and I I really, I I think it's an apt one, Um, Ezekiel Tovar of the Rockies, who just was a stud this year. Mm -hmm. They compared him where he was last year coming into the AFL to where Davis and De Los Santos is right now. And just kind of getting that experience facing older guys, facing advanced pitching, and getting that confidence to go into double-A next year and be able to really assert himself as a player. And that's what I think this could be for him Um, because he's young, but gosh, is he talented. Um, But there's so many good infielders here. you got Jordan Lawler. You've got, um, you know, Barger. You know, one of the best names right there, Warming yes. Bernabel is like like that's just like one of my favorite names right there, <laughs> um, and then yeah, Colt had a Colt had oh. a, was really doing well and then got hurt. Jordan Walker, it sounds like he's going to play outfield, not infield. There's your guy, uh, Mason Wynn, by the way. 
and Mason Wynn, he of the 100-plus-mile-an-hour throw across the infield. And Gage Workman is also pretty dang good with the glove. Um, if he could translate that into a bat, that'd be lovely. But, you know, um, that's... This team's stacked, man. I think I think the that's, infield's stacked anyway. really deep infield. It's a it, Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting I mean, to see how they put that infield together night after night. We'll see if Warren Schaefer, manager, can pull it off. I don't know Warren Schaefer. I remember, uh, uh, what was that guy? Warren, shit. He was a second baseman. Played at LSU, I think. Warren, he was a Pirates. You know what I'm talking about? He was like a... There's Warren's, lots of Warrens that have played second Warren base. somebody. Ah, shit. Anyways, uh, there's we Cooper Hubble. Parker Meadows, my guy. Yeah. Uh, the better Meadows. Team. He's the best Meadows on the Tigers in their organization. Wink, wink. Austin wink, Meadows. Yeah. Well, he's he's hit more home runs than any other Meadows this year. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Zach Veen, one of the studs, the big time stud. Yeah, he's definitely one of the. I, Depending on which list you follow, he would be the highest rated player in the AFL this year. Warren Blankney, no, uh, Blankney was that? That doesn't ring a bell. That one doesn't work for me. Sorry. Uh, Warren shit my next year, first year. Oh, okay, I don't know what you're saying there. You're just being a goofy, Anthony. I tell you this. Uh, Chad says that he secretly is the reason the Jays keep trading. That's Barker. For, that with Barker for minor league pro. Okay, yeah. And Christian says Parker is going to have a bladay like breakout. This AFL calling it now. That could be fun. I actually, I think Chad might have gotten your guy Warren Morris. There it is. That's that guy. see, yeah. that's the guy. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I think he hit like a a college World Series clinching home run for LSU. They yeah. won the series, and then he played at Pittsburgh. He was so so. But I was thinking of Hal Morris, so I thought I got it wrong because I knew Hal Morris played at Michigan. He was a first baseman. So and Hal Morris hit three forty one year. It was yeah, shorter was, sample size, but it was pretty impressive. He was. Uh, Kind of the he, there was a time when the Reds seemed to pump out guys like that playing first base. Hal Morris and Sean Casey, and you know, we aren't going to get thirty home runs out. We might as well get three hundred out of them. So (laughs) that's right. Different time, different time, of course. Definitely. There it is. We covered some of the rosters. Uh, Ben gave some of his thoughts. Hopefully, on some of the other guys, not just the studly guys, as he said. No, not everybody's going to make the bigs next year at all. But uh, pretty much what we say, 90% of these guys are dynasty relevant, right? Um, I mean, I would watch 90% of the guys that start in that starting lineup every night would be somebody you want to know for your dynasty league. Okay, There are going to be a lot of guys who are here for rule five reasons. Um, there are a lot going to be, a, you know, definitely a lot of relievers who are here just because teams want to see what the heck they have. Um, a lot of arms that are here, so teams can kind of see what the heck they have. You saw how deep almost every pitching roster was. So not every arm is dynasty relevant. That's for darn sure. But <laughs> And, and a, plenty of the bats aren't going to be. I mean, a, a lot of these catchers are simply there because you got to have somebody catch the ball. Um, it's just it's kind of a rule. Uh, sure. So, you know, they... I really think you're going to have a lot of these guys that do that. You're going to have a lot of really interesting starters. So yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, come on. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. On, that Jamie. was sad Panda. I, that, I was watching that game as we worked on Sunday and he starts limping off. I thought, Oh, <laughs> that's a direct slap in the face to me because I wore my Calvin Johnson Jersey. No way. Say Brown's great. He's a lot of fun. He sure is. True. But, uh, you know, he's no Calvin Johnson. No. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. Yeah, there you go. Much. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, he's still got a ways to go to be Herman Moore. So let's be honest. Yeah. There you go. Look at Ben. See, Ben's dropping dimes. Hell yeah. Herman Moore was a shit. So underrated. Could have Should have been a Hall of Famer, really. He oh, just I mean, didn't have the... Longevity. Didn't he have like 130 catches one year or something like that? He set Herman the catch Mack. record, I believe, in 95 or 96. Him and Brett Perryman, they were going bonkers. That's when uh, receptions went to a new level in the NFL, that time yeah. with Marvin Harrison. And then Harrison and, broke it from him. Yeah, I think. So, but Moore yeah. was 
Moore was a Hall of Fame talent. He just didn't have the longevity. But uh, he was really, really good there for four or five years. Uh, and, and basically saved Scott Mitchell. If he didn't have Herman Moore to throw the ball up in the air to, Scott Mitchell wouldn't even have been as decent as Scott, Scott Mitchell, Mitchell was, which he actually Thank did God have. Dan Marino got hurt. Oh, my God. I remember that. I was a kid, and I still realized how stupid that was. Oh, my God. By the way, uh, Ben's Golden Gophers just absolutely smacked the shit out of Michigan State. It was a mind-blowing dominant performance that I'm still baffled by. I'm not a Sparty guy. I'm a Michigan guy. Went to Michigan. People know that about me. But Jesus, 34-7. As a Gopher guy, it surprised me. 34-7. An absolute bitch slap. Just boom. But they bumped up to 21st in the nation because of it, which is impressive. So Yeah, well, they're the, to me, they're the, I mean, Iowa's going to have a say in it, but it's them in Iowa in the West. So, yeah. but we'll see what happens. You know, Purdue, uh, they can score points, so we'll see what happens in that game this weekend. I will be curious because Minnesota does shit to bed sometimes, and this might be one of those games after they have a dominant performance. So they, Purdue's not great, but they can score points. Anyways, I could talk about football all day. I got to go. This, this show went way over. We went way past our half-hour limit, but we wanted to get all of Ben's thoughts on all six of the Arizona Fall League teams. We hope you enjoyed this plausible podcast. Two L's, two Z's. No way. Oh, that's the wrong one. I'm on the Jim Morrow bank of sound. Sorry about that. There you go. Utah. Two L's, two Z's, top of the page on the Twitter feed. You got the Discord link. It's totally free. You got the Patreon link, too, if you want that. I did a whole football write-up for every damn game last week in detail. So I am officially doing it over there, too, and I'm trying to give you more. We'll continue to give you more, and Ben's there in the Discord, the Prospects chat. He's in the random trash. He'll be talking about Braves because the Braves are on the playoff hunt right here, so there's going to be a lot of Braves uh Excitement from Ben, home run moments. You know, yeah, it gets you hit a home run, and Michael Harris just cranked one. He is good, so that's uh, yeah. fair. Um, and Chad says, not AFL related, but my eyes are glued on the Miami and the potential that the Braves series might be seriously impacted by Ian recovery efforts, and thus the NL East race. Well, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, and yeah, that Mets Braves series getting moved or altered or anything would really be crappy for baseball. In my yeah, you're getting opinion. props on your background, though, Ben. Look at that. Cool Atlanta Braves photo, Ben. Yeah, it is it is an iconic poster, whether you're a Braves fan or not. That four aces photo is or poster is one of those. There's Steve a Avery Brothers. is the guy that people wouldn't get, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a Bash Brothers uh, poster that I had growing up, too, that was well-known of Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco standing together and all roided out and, you know, everything else. But they were, that was a poster that I found out that almost everyone had in their room that was my age at, you know, whatnot. So, yeah. Yep. Turkish beef roids. Chicks dig the long ball, says Anthony. Of course, that was the commercial. That's right. Chad says, where's the Betancourt centerfold, Ben? (laughs) Hey, you know, that's when I really got into prospecting is back when he was the stud prospect for the Braves. So okay, I went rounds with uh, Kevin Goldstein and Jason Parks back in the day on, wow. on uh, Christian Bethencourt and how good he was or wasn't. So <laughs> that was, I, I cut my teeth arguing with those guys about him. So yeah. I was going to say, we're not talking about Raphael Bethencourt, right? So. No. Yeah, who would not survive in today's game, especially with the pitch clock. So uh, <laughs> that's putting it, putting it yeah. mildly, is it? That's putting it mildly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Imagine thanks, guys, Pedro for watching. Next year. What is oh, my Baez God. Gonna do? <laughs> I don't he, – he's going to have to adapt or die. I mean, that's it. So get in or get out. You have to make the adjustment. I can't wait to see what happens to all that stuff next season. It's going to be another little tidbit that we can look forward to. Anyways, guys, love doing the show. Love talking with you guys. By the way, Steve Avery was from Taylor, Michigan, right here in the Metro Detroit. So uh, shout out to Steve Avery. I don't know if he lives in the area anymore. Go Tigers. Not, but uh, hope you're doing well, Steve. And that's Steve Avery, not Sean Avery, who, yes, did play for the Red Wings for a time and also was kind of an asshole. So Steve Avery, nice guy. Sean Avery, a little bit more of an yes. asshole. So just get your Averys right, guys. Know your Averys, okay? Make sure you get the right Stephen Avery, not the guy from the uh... – how to Deep make Space murder, Nine, the making a murderer thing on Netflix. Oh. You know, 
Very different yeah. make Steve Avery, you know. That is definitely true. Yes, thank you for clarifying that, Ben. All right, thanks, everybody. Palazzo Podcast, Prospects Power Half Hour. We hope you enjoyed our Arizona Fall League breakdown. We'll, I pro- we'll probably catch you guys next week. The season ends a week from today, so it'll be the final day of the season next Wednesday. So we'll do a show, and we'll talk about the season, wrap it up, and anything else, and then maybe we'll take a week off. I don't know, but we are going to have some cool stuff coming up with Arizona Fall League. Special guest, yada, yada, yada. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. In the meantime, the Discord is where you get everything you need to know. Thanks very much. Godspeed, everyone. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.